Hey, Veronica, thank you for joining. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me for my Zoom cast. Um, we'll see if this becomes an ongoing thing. Right now, we're calling it uh, Innovators and Innovation. And today, I have Veronica from Grounded Food. Hey, Veronica. Hey, Ryan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to have a quick conversation about, like, what is Grounded Foods? Uh, what is Veronica's mission? I'd love to hear a little bit of a backstory, too. I heard a little bit of it. I'm really fascinated by it, so I want to hear more, uh, especially as she just moved from Australia to just kind of build this dream vision, uh, and then the, the market crashed. So so love, love to kind of dive into that and find out what Grounded Foods is. So, Veronica, thanks for joining. I'd love if you could kind of give us an overview of yourself, Grounded Foods, what is Grounded Foods, um, and then we can dive in. So we make plant-based cheese out of fermented cauliflower and hemp seed two of nature's most widely accessible ingredients. Uh, it all started because we had a dining restaurant back in Australia. My partner, Sean, is a fine dining chef, and he's been in the industry for about 20 years. I call him an art chef um, <laughs> because he's into all of the, you know, the magic and whimsy food, and I like to make fun of it. But who better to make remarkable plant-based options that are really compelling to mainstream consumers than a fine dining chef that's done that? All of his life. Uh, so after much arguments in our home family kitchen, I managed to convince him to become my R&D chef and create a company that specializes in making cheeses that I guess are compelling options to mainstream consumers because we know that there's already great vegan options for people that already know a lot about, you know, that way of eating and that, you know, nut-based vegan cheeses, for instance, soy-based. Uh, there's a lot out there. But there wasn't many options for people like Sean and I who are actually not vegan ourselves. And we would probably just eat dairy one because we miss the flavour, the, the texture, the satisfying, addictive kind of umami feel that you get from it. So that's what we wanted to recreate. Uh, and in doing that, Sean kind of broke down all of those elements of what makes dairy cheese so addictive and realised that by using fermented cauliflower and hemp seeds, he could really replicate that texture, mouthfeel, um, but satisfying quality you get from it. And it wasn't until a year after putting it on our original restaurant menu, an early incarnation of it, that he actually told us it wasn't real cheese. Uh, and that's when I realised, little economist over here, that, hang on, that's, I've got something here. <laughs> like, I've got something interesting on my hands. So, yeah, set us, set us aside to do a little side hustle by commercialising this into a product range while Sean was still in the restaurant. Um, and while we were pitching in the restaurant on the first in Los Angeles, the first one we started to actually put us in dollars just for the cheese concert. He wasn't interested in the restaurant at all. That made us take a step back and realise, oh, hang on, maybe we're really onto something here. Uh, and looking further into it, we realised, hey, no one's actually made a plant-based cheese that's free from nuts, soy, gluten or allergens and at the premium end of the market. And no one's done it with these ingredients before, so we've got a real opportunity here. Uh, and we put together a pitch uh, to the Mars Season Accelerator and we went that, which was an amazing little platform, just to get us started the right way. I think coming from hospitality, a lot of things that um, you know, and take investment wherever you can, nothing's formalised or on the record. So this time we wanted to do it properly from day one. And they, the Mars program with their access mentors was really critical to us very solid foundation to setting up the business. About 
four four weeks into that, I think, I met a a VC at a conference in Melbourne who specialised in the plant based space, and I spoke to him five minutes to everything that I know. Um, and yeah, we had a renewal to commercialize the range. That, that investor was Andrew I from Big Idea Ventures and we've been in his accelerator for the last five months or so, which is, yeah, helped us get to this point where we kind of worked through all the early obstacles of getting visas, for instance, and we were like, once we got here, that we couldn't even sell the products because we didn't have working visas. Um, so that was our, probably our biggest obstacle and very costly one at that. Uh, and then just finding a co-packer was the other huge obstacle. Obviously, it's already a difficult thing to find a co-packer where you're a and then free from all allergens, and then doing a process that's never been done before. It's a pretty wild ask, but we managed to find one, and now we're pretty much ready to go into production. We, we're just fundraising so that we can buy the equipment that we need to launch our brands and go, yeah, go all in. And then COVID hit. Which brings us here. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and Ron, you, you mentioned that you know you, you basically started your fundraise about an hour into like the market crashed an hour into your fundraise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we were we we're actually living on Wall Street as well, just because it was next door to the accelerator program and next door to our commercial pitch. And I just on the we'd launched it about an hour before, and I was watching TV and just saw that, oh, Wall Street's crashed. And Sean's just happily bubbling away making his cheese. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> this, this may have, this is suboptimal. Like, this is suboptimal circumstances. Yeah. But but what often happens, and, and we've seen this time and time again, um, you know, I know you're an economist, right? So you're, you're a student of, of economic history. Some of the, the, the most impactful companies have actually been started during times of recession. Right. And, and, you know, no, no one's yet calling it a recession, but yeah. we're probably going into a recession, a pretty big one. Um, yeah. And so um, you're on the right side of the, of the trends, the tech, the technological trends. I, I really view food as technology. Uh, it's just an ancient technology. It's 10,000 year old technology since our, our ancestors created agriculture. And so moving into plant-based foods, it, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the mega trends of the future, right? The plant-based products. People still got to eat on the yeah, other side. People got to eat. And, and actually, I, I really, you know, one thing that I, I, you know, honestly, I personally love is, you know, not being a vegan, but seeing that the future is plant-based, it's a really powerful point, right? Because I think that you know, the majority of everyone um, mm. are not, they're not vegans or vegetarians. They're, they're just people who love great food, high quality nutrition, clean, healthy, you know, and I think that is the trend of the future. So it's, it's not about calling foods vegan. I mean, with, with Wild Earth, you know, we, we call our, our dog food, it's plant-based dog food, right? Vegan is an ideology. Um, yeah. Our food is not an ideology. Dogs don't have an ideology. They're exactly. plant-based. <laughs> I think it's about inclusivity as well. I mean, you only have to spend one minute on a, a vegan Facebook forum to realize that that's a tough crowd. <laughs> it's a very tough crowd, yes. Yeah, I, I actually have to be very careful sometimes. I... You know, I, I, you know, I, I am, I am vegan, I am plant-based, but the thing is I'm not non-judgmental. And I, I often, I often say this a lot because I think it's really important for people to, to understand that, you know, we have to view other people with compassion in terms of their personal journeys, right? Like not everyone can be, you know, perfect and that's okay. 
you know, and that reflects all of us. Like I still drive a car. I'm really not perfect. Right. Yeah. I, I view myself as an environmentalist, but I'm, you know, well, actually, I actually switched out my car, but I mostly rental cars. I have an electric car now. Not, not one yeah. of the nice, sexy ones. I have like a Chevy Bolt. <laughs> so, but, but the thing is like, we all use transportation. I use electricity that for sure came from fossil fuels. So we can all do better. Um, but I think it's the, it's the, it's the trajectory that everyone is pointing in, in terms of better, healthier, plant-based, more sustainable. Like that is the mega trend. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you see companies like Tyson Foods investing in plant-based startups and Kraft Heinz investing in plant-based startups, like you've got to pay attention to that because they've put a pretty significant amount of researching budget into mm-hmm. those decisions. It's not taken lightly. And, and I think if they're starting to pivot themselves, then they're obviously taking the warning that mm-hmm. the food system as it is right now is not working and it's about to change quite drastically. And, and so, Veronica, just as, as I know, we're kind of running a little bit uh, out of time. Um, where can people try your your food? So, by the way, I love the idea of fermented hemp and cauliflower. I'm a huge hemp fan. I love hemp milk. That's like my thing. Um, yep. So, where where can people buy your product? We've just launched online pre-orders at www.groundedfoods.com, and we'll be shipping in June. Groundedfoods.com. Okay, check it out. Uh, I can't wait to try some. I'm actually going to go and order right after this. Um, and so thank you, Veronica, for joining us. And that was a great story. Thank you so much. And can't wait to hear how things go. I'm sure you're going to raise. I'm sure it's going to be a su- super success. So can't wait to catch up. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Veronica. Bye.